0: Good afternoon and welcome to Thursday the 5th of November. The US election has, of course, dominated the world's headlines this week, With over 140 million votes counted, it seems clear that Biden will become the 46th President of the United States, with his 264 electoral votes edging him ever closer to that 270 key number required. Trump is currently trialing with around 214 votes, but with hundreds of thousands of postal votes still to be counted, the fight's not over yet. It's also worth noting that Biden looks set to win the popular vote, with around 72 million votes recorded, the highest ever recorded in U.S. history. But despite these numbers the blue wave that was being predicted by the pollsters hasn't eventuated it's looking more like the switch outcome with a democratic president to be installed in the white house and republican mitch mcconnell leading the senate markets have reacted by risk assets rallying treasury treasury yields were heavily impacted and apart from that remember fx markets were largely muted stuart simmons our head of currency management do investors appear to be relaxed in spite of Trump launching recent court challenges? Wasn't this risk always going to be the case leading into the election? Thanks, Craig. Yeah, it's it's a good point. And equities are especially
1: resilient, given that a, a closely fought election and something that leads to uh, action in the courts was considered to be the risk case. But as we saw the day before the election and as we saw during the count, uh yesterday equities are very resilient at, at the moment and probably speaks to a level of positioning investors have been seeing this election as very much a focal point possibly underweight risk assets and there certainly seems to be an eagerness to reposition for that post election environment the core challenges i guess are not unexpected due to that tight result and As we've seen, Trump has launched legal challenges against results in Pennsylvania and Michigan, calling for a recount in Wisconsin. But I think investors feel pretty comforted that the courts maybe might just slow the results, maybe that final announcement of results, um, but they're not gonna overturn the results. And there's confidence that 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 judicial process will still uh, allow representation of people's votes to matter in this process.
0: It wouldn't be a US election these days, Stu, without some kind of court action. And with that Senate, Senate being deadlocked, does a Republican Senate leader in Mitch McConnell mean gridlock and therefore more market uncertainty?
1: Yeah, gridlock is something that people were very afraid of, especially when it comes to that fiscal stimulus. And we saw pre-election environment that the differences between the Republicans, the White House and the Democrats weren't able to be resolved, and we didn't get that extension of the fiscal stimulus. But now I think those fears of gridlock may be overblown. Uh, Mitch McConnell has already acknowledged the urgency for a new aid package, and part of the optimism on stocks, I think, would be the potential for more cooperation through the different levels of government. Uh, McConnell may be be able to act with more freedom to make a deal with the Democrats on a bipartisan basis, commensurate with the scale of the health crisis. And I think that um, he will also be keen to protect that slim Republican Senate majority in two years' time. So rather than really fearing gridlock and the potential for a, a very modest fiscal stimulus agreement, I think there's a chance that we may be entering a new era of cooperation which will probably bring along a sense of optimism with it.
0: Yeah, interesting. And He's been grafting his way to that position for 30 years, Stuart, so an interesting take on that one there. I mentioned earlier a muted currency markets, except for China's currency moves. Stuart, is this a reflection the market sees Biden as a softer president in terms of foreign policy? Yeah, it's, it's right to point out those moves in
1: exchange rates, because while we had a fair bit of variation in equities and also uh, in credit markets and rates markets, of course, exchange rates didn't have that much volatility through the night. And in the end, we probably saw those opposing forces on the US dollar, meaning the unwind of the blue wave trade alongside that risk asset reflation trade, both acting in opposite directions on the US dollar and that led to fairly muted performances from all of the developed market currency universe but uh, one of the standouts in terms of currency moves was the renminbi the Chinese renminbi and that was a real bellwether in terms of its reactions over the electoral vote count and the change in the sentiment between Biden then to Trump and then back to Biden and there appears to be very much a perception Biden is going to be a friendlier president when it comes to Chinese relations. Um, Not only have we seen the renminbi strengthen uh, quite a bit after earlier weakness when it looked like Trump had the edge, but we've also seen some movement in Chinese asset prices. There is certainly um, a more optimistic perception with Biden in the White House.
0: And Stuart, we did mention at the very start some of the initial reactions from the market. So what themes should investors be focusing on now in your view?
1: Yeah, it really allows investors to look ahead beyond that focal point of of the election and focus on those themes that will drive price action over the, the turn of the year. Uh, This really includes that trajectory of the COVID surge, which we've talked about a lot in those market moments calls, but also development authorization, and distribution of vaccines, which is going to be very important uh, over the next couple of months and early in Q1 as well. Uh, Central bank policy is, of course, going to remain important as they continue to uh, try to move employment back towards that full employment Uh, and we have the Bank of England and Federal Reserve coming up later today. We've got to look at fiscal stimulus and and as I mentioned, the potential for uh, more bipartisan policy in the US in particular and uh, we're also going to see movement in that post-Brexit transition trade agreement between the UK and the EU. And I think it's also important for investors to just keep an eye on positioning and sentiment indicators. Uh, At the moment, it looks like investors remain not fully invested and perhaps a little bit underweight where they want to be in risk assets. Uh, And as we move through the turn of the year, it's going to be important to keep on looking at indicators there.
0: Thank you, Stuart. You're listening to Craig Valenzuela, and this is QIC's Market Moments podcast. We're unpacking the market's reaction to Biden becoming the 46th president in a switch outcome. Thanks, Stu. Beverly Morris, our Director for Fixed Income and Absolute Return. Stu has just noted the Treasury market reacting to the fiscal side of things. Did the market get it right, Bev?
2: Look, the Treasury market got really wrong-footed quite badly in the last 24 hours. Um, you know, we'd been speaking about, you know, US bond underperformance in the lead up to the election. Yields had been rising. So they were starting to price that higher probability of a, of a blue wave outcome. Um, and initially in the first few hours of our session yesterday, that looked like the outcome that the market was, was continuing to price. And yields actually hit uh, a, a high of 95 basis points um, before very quickly, uh, you know, turning the other way. And what was interesting in the Treasury market is, is that unlike... The equity market, which managed that, you know, very significant turnaround intraday and ending up, you know, quite, quite, um, you know, strongly higher on the day. Yields kept falling throughout the day, even as it looked like Trump was was going to win. And then, certainly, as you know, we ended our session in that sort of turned around, and now that Biden looks more like, like a convincing winner, Treasury yields are still sort of making new lows. So within the day, it's around about a twenty basis point U-turn. So definitely a very big day in markets.
0: And Bev, do you agree the market has lowered its expectations of that fiscal stimulus?
2: Yeah, look, I think there's two things really that explain that Treasury price action. One is definitely, as you said, I think, you know, the the removal of that blue wave outcome and the potential of that very, you know, large fiscal stimulus package, um, you know, the market is now very much priced for that gridlocked outcome that that Stu talked about. Um, And even if, you know, we do get fiscal stimulus, the market's expectations are much more modest. So that's definitely played a part. Um, The other one is that, you know, on the other side now that, you know, that, that, that that large fiscal stimulus package um, may not be forthcoming, that the Fed needs to be you know in there as much as ever and perhaps even providing additional support or at least you know having that lower for longer um, fed backdrop um, whilst we don't have that blue wave outcome.
0: and And Bev, you mentioned earlier that twenty basis point uh, sort of effect. Are there any other implications of the markets lowering its expectations?
2: Yes, yeah, so the inflation market was very hard hit. Also, um, one of the largest down days in that market, and for quite some time, US ten-year BEIs were down around ten basis points. Again, that's not a surprise to 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 the outcome here, and it was obviously that that blue wave outcome that was going to be the most reflationary, um, you know, scenario for for the inflation market. So it's definitely taken a hit overnight. Um, you know, I think, but back to Stu's point that you know gridlock is now effectively what the rates and inflation market have got priced. Expectations are now very low um, for the ability to provide any fiscal stimulus, at least in the near term. And, uh, you know, I would would agree with Stu. I think, you know, things could be very different here to what markets expect. There might be, you know, a a lot of bipartisan support to to bring a package to try and mend some of that, you know, very torn social fabric within the US here. So um, I I guess you'd be taking a a view that markets might be um, coming at this result a little bit more pessimistic.
0: And in a real sort of state of timing, Bev, as well, we've also got the Fed meeting. So, how do you expect the Fed to react when it meets today?
2: Yeah, probably not much um, reaction at all, Craig. Uh, I think, you know, if you look at, you know, the result itself, it's obviously still, you know, reasonably uncertain. The Fed's not going to comment on anything in that regard. And if you think about the day's price action, um, equities up, bond yields lower, financial conditions um, have eased on the day. So there's really nothing for the Fed to respond to here in the, in the near term. I think they'll continue to say that they're very, uh, very much there um, to, con- to, to continue to support markets if it's required. Um, you know, we're still, very, you know, very, very positive on credit spreads and we think that Fed backstop is still very much there, but we don't expect them to do anything in the near term.
0: You're listening to Craig Balanzuel and this is QIC's Market Moments podcast. We're unpacking the market's reaction to the US election outcome with a Biden victory, but a split Congress. Robert Swan, uh, welcome to the podcast. Um, Stuart mentioned earlier the market run on equities and credit. As the election result has become clearer, is the congressional gridlock being ignored by the markets?
3: Yeah, crazy. Craig, it was an amazing night. um, And the US led the way up with the NASDAQ um, finishing up almost 4.5%, bringing the the week-to-date performance to 6.5%. I don't think the market's really ignoring the gridlock. I think what it's looking at is what's been taken off the table. So it's, it's going to be much harder for Biden to push through his tax policy changes, and we haven't seen the rioting and social unrest that was really forecast uh, prior to the election. We also saw volatility markets sell off pretty uh, rapidly, with the VIX finishing down almost six vol points. Now, part of that's going to be driven by the fact that yesterday's event risk is now being taken out of the forecast volatility. But also, I think we're still seeing volatility expectations drop, even though they are still forecasting 1.8% one, 1. moves
0: per day. And Robert, technology has been a, on a real tear for much of the COVID period. Are the Is the potential for Biden's lockdown measures going forward going to support tech stocks into the medium term?
3: Uh, Craig, I think, it, I mean, the question as to whether Biden will push forward with uh, lockdowns, and whether or not the American public will actually accept those lockdowns. I think is still up in the air. I think there's no doubt that if uh, unable to get out to the shops, then that's going to be bullish for the, uh, to the for the large or mega cap tech stocks. I think a lot of yesterday or part of yesterday's performance was actually driven by short dated election upside hedges uh, and market makers needing to hedge those so you can think about that as as the equity markets rally market makers need to also buy more equities which also which almost creates a self-reinforcing process
0: thank you to stuart beverly and rob for today's update following this historic u.s election And in summary, whilst the investors have seen the election as a focal point to date, going going forward, COVID will continue to be that factor that influences growth. And as Bev mentioned in her update, with that 20-point turnaround from yields following her election, will Treasuries continue to have a muted fiscal policy in mind? And of course, let's not look past Mitch McConnell. It might be a pragmatic Senate majority leader with a Biden victory going forward. I'm Craig Balanzuela for QIC's QPod Market Moments podcast and have a super week ahead.